Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Open Air, the Welly Podcast. Okay, so welcome back to Open Air, the Welly Podcast. My name is Sophia. I am a senior at Emma Willard School. Welly stands for Wellness Advocate. We are a team of 15, yeah? I think 15 people, uh, students, and we talk about health, wellness, we try to educate, and yeah, this is Open Air, so this is the Welly Podcast, where I'm your host, and we have fun, honest, open conversations. This year has been a really, like, the Sophia show, which I'm kind of obsessed with because it's a lot more comfortable for me. And I think it suits the sort of elements of the podcast that I kind of wanted to have at the very beginning. I kind of think maybe this year, now that it's 2022, Happy New Year, will be a good time to maybe add a little bit more guests in. But other, but I'm happy with how it's – I'm really proud of the episodes that have come out um, within the past year. Anyways, welcome back. It is officially a new year, and it's actually pretty crazy, I think, because we have been doing this podcast for almost two years now, basically since the pandemic started, and we have been, I've like, I'm really proud of myself because I feel like I've been really consistent with podcast episodes, even when I was going through a really rough time or just generally, we've been really consistent, and I'm really proud of that. But also, I think it's just crazy that we've had so many episodes come out and most of them have such amazing responses, which I'm really, really grateful for. Even our last episode, somebody reached out to me and that it truly makes it all worth it because I do put a lot of time and effort into the podcast episodes and they are really helpful for me because it's almost like a journal. I'm talking to the void. I'm talking to whoever's listening and hoping that what I'm saying comes across the right way and kind of comes across in a relatable way. Um, I guess I should give you a life update. I usually do that. I don't know why I'm feeling like formal right now. It's kind of weird. Well, first update, you can probably hear it. Um, I have a microphone now. I had a mic a long time ago. It was like I received it broken basically. Um, and you can hear that mic in the first episode. Didn't know how to use it. And then I used the headphone mic from like Apple headphones for basically the entire year last year. And then our last episode, I'm pretty sure I used my dad's, like he has a mini little microphone that he uses for Zoom meetings. And then I celebrate Christmas and over the holidays, my dad, probably because he was sick of listening to my terrible audio and because I stole his mic for an episode, he very graciously gave me a microphone for Christmas. And it's beautiful. It's blue. And it just, I'm loving it because I can hear myself. I feel like a little singer with my in-ear headphones that uh, everything's getting repeated back to me. Like the sound is in my ears. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about this. And I really hope you guys can hear a difference. And it, I feel like it, I just feel like I'm not really an amateur as much anymore. Obviously, I'm still an amateur podcaster, but like, I don't know. I feel like I'm on a different level. I've been doing this for a long time now. 
I kind of have it down. I have a groove, you know? So that's a little update. Um, what else? Rebels happened, which was so much fun. I was Lord Jeffrey. I guess now I can tell you my part. I was Lord Jeffrey, and I was it was literally the most fun character, probably. I was like the slimiest, grossest guy, basically. <laughs> but it was so fun. I had like a hat, you know, it's what, like 16th century is supposed to be, maybe. So I had this like really fun like velvet hat and I made a beard for myself and I like curled my hair and I had my hair down and I felt very I just felt like a different person and I was shimmying and I was I had a little BBL moment with my eyebrow raised all the time and yeah it was just so much fun. I loved it. yeah it was just really fun. But I was really proud of our whole show and it was so good because even though we had to perform in clear masks the Friday night show was like, it felt like pre-pandemic because everybody was screaming, everybody was reacting, and we were really scared this year because no, most of the school, we were the last people to have had a normal Rebels, or the juniors, I guess, and us. So we were really scared that all the underclassmen would not be screaming the way that we wanted them to. But they really... Uh, they really pulled through and it was it it was really emotional because just seeing everybody's faces and knowing the work that we put into it and it's so it's such a strange feeling because it's something that at Emma you look forward to for all four years and then you finally do it and it's literally over in the blink of an eye and then you're kind of like uh okay like what am I supposed to look forward to now because Rebels is so huge it's like you're literally, it's literally in the back of your mind for four years, or at least it was for me. But now it's over, and I feel like I'm in a special kind of club that everybody who's done Rebels, I guess, has done, <laughs> has been become a part of. But that was really fun. Um, and now I'm here. It's been about a week where we did online classes for a week, um, and now we're back in person. It's freezing outside. Um, and the podcast is back and we're ready to go. And I, oh, I also got into college. <laughs> That's something. Um, I'm not really, I don't know if I'm going to go like uh, the colleges I got into were early action. Um, not all of them. Like I haven't, I didn't get into all the colleges that were early action, but got into um, a couple and I'm feeling very grateful. And kind of like a weight off my shoulders. So just needed to update the podcast listeners, okay? <sighs> now, let's get into the topic of this episode. The floating rock mentality. I had a different plan for the start of the year. I wanted to talk about like resolutions and goals and whatever, but I figured since we're already kind of past that time frame, I would talk about the floating rock mentality and kind of what it's meant to me and how I really use it because I think it can be used really as a joke and in a very unproductive way. But for me, I have used it to ease my anxiety about my life and just the world, I guess. And it's been it's been honestly life-changing for me. I started, I think, thinking about it probably like last spring. Um, and 
at this point in my life, I use it really pretty often and it's, it's kind of empowering. I'll get into it, but I think it's very empowering. So the floating rock, the floating rock mentality is the idea that, you know, earth is a floating rock in the middle of space, like kind of nothing matters or who cares. And that can be kind of maybe morbid or nihilistic, but, and also I don't like, I don't know how scientific it is. Like, I don't think that we're necessarily a floating rock, but I'm also not a STEM gal. So don't take my word. Anyways, what I do find really like heartwarming about it is kind of the who cares aspect of the floating rock mentality and not so much like the why should I so when I say that I mean people use the floating rock like phrase like well earth's just a floating rock to as an excuse not to do things like not to do their homework or not to take whatever like a leap of faith or a class or just any sort of opportunity or yeah like simple things like earth's a floating rock like why do I need to do my homework to me that's like not very productive or uh like logical um no offense to the people who do think that way but yeah it's kind of it's not really uh I don't know not something I love and I think it's a very unproductive way of using this idea of floating rock because it's it's saying like it's putting a negative spin on it on the like beautiful aspects of living. And it's just being like, well, we're all going to die someday. So like, why the hell do I have to do any of this work? Well, because like why like we're all going to die someday, but you don't know when you're going to die. So might as well live, you know? So that's kind of where my idea of the floating rock mentality comes into play because it's a lot more like who cares? Like I am I have always been very self-conscious from a very young age due to ballet, due to being like a girl in society um and just my personality. And so growing up I was and probably up until the, like the middle of last year it was very hard for me to express myself, wear clothing like that I really loved that was maybe not like traditionally or, you know, capital region normal. (laughs) Um, And among other things as well, like I didn't express myself like my emotions properly, I think. And I'm not saying that I do that 100% now, but I think I feel a lot freer in my emotions. I feel a lot more comfortable saying no. Um, and saying yes, because I think like, who cares? No, nobody, this is where that, the mentality comes into play. Nobody is thinking about you. Like we are on a floating rock in space. Why does it matter if I'm wearing green flared pants? And it shouldn't matter. And maybe there's people around that are going to bully you for it, or they're going to make fun of you or whatever, but that shouldn't be it's well it's kind of hard to say that but it shouldn't be a deterrent because you deserve to live your own life to the fullest without other people's opinions of you mattering and that's that's how the floating rock mentality has really helped me it's just we live on a floating rock so why not just be blunt or like 
why not just be basically just be yourself and be okay with that so for me an example that means I'm not smiling all the time the way that I used to and that's not maybe that's not really a reflection of like if I'm happy or not it's more so just it's no longer this facade that I feel like I have to put up in order to meet other people's perceptions and expectations of me I feel like I can just not smile and nobody will care a nobody will notice and it will make me feel like myself because if I'm not in the mood to smile why do I have to be smiling like why does that matter and expressing myself with okay I'll give an example like in kind of I guess I feel like where this can come into play is like romantic teenage settings as in like Snapchat and like Instagram DMs and because I feel like everybody kind of gets self-conscious when it comes to like pursuing people and especially within the age of like social media dating there's so much of a game that must be played like the whole talking oh we're talking to each other um no you're not you're sending like weird photos to each other like blank photos of each other to each other on snapchat like that's not exactly talking but to me one way that i like kind of i'm not i'm not big on um romance i love romance novels but in practice i'm just like i don't really care enough at this point in my life to pursue people like i don't have time for that it's 8 14 Thursday night before I'm going to post this then I I'm doing my podcast I don't really have time to be talking to people that uh, probably won't be adding a lot to my life anyways but over the summer I was just like um like why not just like dm this person and I was like I just said like hi I think you're attractive or something like that I don't really remember but something very blunt and something very to the point. And I think you can practice this with like friendships. I just thought that this was a, like maybe funny or a good example. And I, because I had been practicing this idea of like who cares kind of floating rock for so many months at that point, it was really freeing to just be like, okay, I'm literally just shooting my shot and I really don't care if there's an outcome because I know that I can live my life without a person. And if this person ends up being like not great or like not compatible with me, then I don't really have to have them in my life. This is literally just an opportunity for me to meet a new person or talk to a new person and see what happens. And um, didn't really feel compatible with this person in in, after a week. (laughs) But I still, I didn't feel self-conscious about the fact that I was like being blunt about something and I think that people are really scared nowadays to be like blunt about their emotions and not play the game that other teenagers have decided we should play and it's kind of frustrating but also like in other kind of aspects of practicing this floating rock mentality it's something that I really appreciate Emma Willard and I I kind of say this pretty often actually because I'm really grateful for the fact that I have been able to express myself through how I look like fashion and makeup at Emma Willard without feeling judged for being like vain or 
dressing weird because there is like a certain way that other people dress kind of at the school I went to before Emma Willard and just generally and at I don't dress particularly um like differently I guess or like alternative but I still like to experiment with what I wear and I definitely was nervous about trying to wear anything that I like really loved or something that was not particularly in style but I really thought was like a fun like shirt or piece or whatever and once I started realizing that nobody actually cares and if you if you don't care about how other people perceive you you will get rid of a lot of the shame and a lot of the self-consciousness that you hold on to and that's something that I've really seen in practice so on days where I feel like expressing myself through my clothing I feel really comfortable doing so or comfortable wearing like green eyeshadow to school which all of these things everything that I'm saying are so small but if you've experienced like anxiety and self-consciousness it's so powerful when you take back the power over your thoughts because when you do have these experiences where you're just constantly thinking about other people's perceptions of you there is not a minute that goes by during the day when you don't have like a stomach ache or your brain is running wild like there's there's no moment and I really really felt that and I still feel that really often it's I feel like the Emma bubble really protects me and I feel really protected within it to really practice this idea of kind of not caring (laughs) of what other people think about me and really doing everything for myself um but you know in the like real world quote unquote I'm doing a little can you hear my hands you know, air quotes, it is a lot harder to practice what I preach because there is a much broader perception. There's more people and I still feel a lot of the self-consciousness I felt from middle school if I see like the popular girls from middle school or if I see, you know, people I used to go to school with because I feel really confident Emma Willard. I feel like I've earned the right to be confident. Everybody deserves to be confident, but kind of I don't want to say paid my dues, but I've gone through all four years and I'm a senior now and I feel like it's okay and it's good that I have no longer, or that I stopped caring really what people think of me at school and I really am just trying to impress myself at this point. But, you know, the real world is a different beast and I think once I go to college, there's probably, I'm probably going to be knocked down to like freshman year me but because I've had this experience where I stopped caring and I said floating rock no like this is not something to be worrying about this is not something to be you know focusing on I have the power to like go back to that even if I am feeling self-conscious um another probably the more bigger or the the more bigger the bigger and probably for me, maybe more life-changing way that Floating Rock has helped me. I wrote actually my college essay about this. But anyways, I talk about the Floating Rock mentality within it because, what did I even say? Maybe I can find it because now I'm having trouble remembering. 
So the way that I really used floating rock, specifically in this essay, but, you know, this is how I practiced this mentality. And then, you know, this, I, the, the essay came out of using this mentality, but I said, um, the floating rock mentality helped me put my anxieties in perspective by saying to myself, nothing truly matters. Earth is a floating rock. Um, and I took this great with a grain of salt, but implemented it into my life. And I said, this perspective also motivated me to reevaluate and prioritize my happiness. I would think you only live once. Stop wasting time on things that rob you of joy. And I say in my essay, this is a very privileged way of thinking. And I recognize that because not everybody can just stop working or stop doing certain things be- simply because they don't bring you joy. Like there's a lot more to life is a lot more complicated than what makes you happy and what doesn't. But in my situation, specifically in this essay, I was dancing and that was robbing me of so much joy that I said to myself, I I need to stop this because I only live once. This is a floating rock. Yes. And my anxieties have now been put into perspective by that. But it also means that I have... I personally don't have another opportunity to live my life. So if there are things that I can change that will further make me happy or make my life more enjoyable, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make that choice for myself. And it's 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 the idea of prioritizing yourself. I think that's what the floating rock mentality is truly what it like truly what it means to me is prioritizing myself and it's not selfish it's self-care I think which and it's not self-care in the same way like bath bombs are self-care it's self-care in the in the way that you're looking at your life and you're reevaluating the things that bring you anxiety and you're re you know that you can control you're reevaluating the things that bring you joy and the things that don't bring you joy and you're trying your like very hardest to change your perspective on them and it's really been life-changing for me um and I don't use that lightly because I truly mean it when I say that I would not leave my house without a pit in my stomach over how I looked and my personality and you know all of these different things and I'm not saying that that doesn't happen to me. It happened to me today. I got a stomachache over something I said that I felt really self-conscious of. But generally, I feel a lot better about myself because I stopped letting other people's opinions control my self-worth. And that's kind of the main thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, and I'm not quite sure how helpful this episode will be because it's really a personal thing you know what I mean like you have to think about this in terms of your own life and it really it may not work for you at all and it might be a bit too like we're all gonna die so it's a little bit negative in some ways but it's yeah it's just been really um informative for me in getting to learn how like getting to know myself better and getting to make my life feel better maybe it's not like like improving in certain ways but it feels my my experience in my life has felt better since i started 
shifting my perspective into like doing things for myself and not caring what other people think of me. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess I'm going to leave you at that. I'm not really sure what else to say. You got a taste of my college essay. You got a life update, a long, long life update. That was kind of, I don't know, maybe long-winded. But now I'm going to leave you with some book recommendations. I've been reading some really great books <sighs> recently. I read 40 books. I read 42 books in 2021. I'm very proud of myself. But um, I'm going to give you some book recs. You know I need to. Um, so first, Hunger Games series. I re-listened to it. I listened to it on books on tape. Um uh, really recently towards the very end of the year it just sucks you right back in the hold it had on us in like 2014 but truly like 2014 I I listened to it for the first time in 2016 and listening to audiobooks is the same as reading in my eyes okay okay um but yeah it just sucks you in it's incredible um so there's that and then there is anxious people by Friedrich Backman and it's translated from Swedish, and it's just the most beautiful, heartwarming human story. It's realistic fiction, and it's about a bank robbery, but not really a bank robbery. It's not like a thriller or anything like that. It's just kind of this piece of fiction that almost feels like poetic in a lot of ways um, about the human experience and all of the different people that this robbery is affecting. Um, then just I just 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 finished um the house in the cerulean sea by T TJ Clune and it's kind of a young adult book I would say but it's like probably it, it's probably my favorite book I've read in a really long time and it's about it's like magic and magical mostly well okay it's like magical creatures and children and this beautiful island and just everything about it was absolutely heartwarming and you fall in love with each of the characters so if kind of uh, I don't want to say fantasy but if you like like Percy Jackson or Harry Potter or just kind of heartwarming like <laughs> characters that have children in the book um but also really kind of complex adult characters as well it's wonderful and then right now I'm currently reading um My Body by Emily Ratajkowski the model um if you know she's a very well-known model and she just came out with a book just a little while ago and, but it's really beautiful so far and I'll let you know after I finish it so probably the next time on the podcast um what I really think of it but I've read probably four or five chapters now and uh, she is talking to the female experience and she is talking about sexuality and ownership of one's body and like how a patriarchal society affects women and also how like beauty is perceived it's just really well done um but yeah, I'm going to leave you with those recommendations. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you in the spring semester. I hope you enjoyed and yeah.
See you soon. Goodbye. XOXO Gossip Girl. I need to have like a better um ending. What should it be? I do this every single time. I feel like what should I be like Dork Diaries? I have my entire Dork Diaries collection in front of me. Or I don't want to say I love you because I don't even know any of you basically, but maybe I'll just be like peace out. Nope. That's kind of TTYL. I'll say TTYL. Talk to you later. Bye.